Looks like he's getting ready to rock and roll. And welcome to Tinfoil Hat. That's right. We have our own theme song. We want to think, what's DJ's name? That's DJ Buddy. DJ Buddy, and what's his Instagram? Oh, we're going to have it in the show notes. It's going to be DJ Buddy 28 on Instagram. DJ Buddy 28, our first theme song. Thank you guys for tuning in to Tinfoil Hat. We have an amazing episode for you guys. A lot of great stuff to come on. We have two guests who are going to come in, and I'm big fans of both of them. It's going to be, we're discussing JFK and the assassination. Before the end, I want to tell everybody that June 7th through the 11th, I will be at the St. Louis Funny Bone headlining. Following week, I will be at the Funny Stop in Cuyahoga Falls. Then I will be at Skank Fest in New York, followed by Syracuse Funny Bone. You can get those dates at samtriply.com. And uh, the website is up. Uh, the uh, SoundCloud is now Tinfoil Hat with Sam Tripoli. But let's get in today's show. Please welcome from the show. You know him from one, uh, one of the most iconic movies out there, Superman 2. He's got a long list of amazing uh Television and movies been in. Please welcome to the show Jack O'Harian, everybody. Thanks for coming in, bud. My pleasure. Uh, thanks for coming on. I'm a big fan of yours, man. Superman 2 is one of the iconic movies of all time. You played Non, one of the three uh, uh, kryptonite uh, criminals, and you come to fight Superman, <laughs> and it was one of the most amazing movies out there. Thanks for coming on the show. Um, my friend, uh, my friend Jordan Lee told me, hey, you got to get this guy Jack on your show because he was on Earl Skankel's podcast talking about the assassination of JFK. And he was really good. about. He was really amazing. He had a lot of information. And I think he'd be perfect for Tinfoil Hat. So after much uh, going back and forth on Twitter, here you are. And thank you so much for being on the show. Here I be. My pleasure. Uh, first of all, how'd you get into this whole JFK assassination thing? Why, why, why are you uh, so into it? I guess that's the question I'd like to ask. <laughs> I, um, you know, they, there's so much dialogue about the Kennedy assassination and the things that led up to it and the reason why and who's to blame and, you know, and everybody goes round and round and round and round and, if you were going to blame one person for John Kennedy's death, it would be his father. Really? Because he made so many enemies. And, you know, you got to stop and think real clearly. Um, who was the number one cop in America when John Kennedy died? Who was it? Robert. Well, who do you think was the number one cop in the country? Robert Kennedy. Yeah. That's right. He was the general. attorney general. Uh -huh. And he was his brother's second skin, his whole political career. And four people went to see him prior to Jack going to Texas, Adlai Stevenson being one of them. 
and they told him, do not let your brother go to Texas. The animosity is terrible. Bobby Kennedy didn't go before. He wasn't there during, and he never went afterwards because he knew his brother wasn't coming home. Really? What nobody talks about and what nobody says is that Jack Kennedy was dying of four diseases. He would have never lived his term out. Addison's disease was eating his back up. He had syphilis, and he had two other diseases. What? They shot him up every single day. They shot him up every day to take the pain away. So his father would rather see him die the way he died than die a sick individual and put a mark on the family. Holy And you shit. could turn around and say, well, that's pretty cold, man. How would you say that? Well, turn around and look at what he did to his daughter. His daughter suffered from bipolar before anybody could do anything about bipolar, so he lobotomized her. Yep, that's totally and true, And he put man. her in the sanitarium, and she <laughs> died there. She lived there for 70-odd years. So let's get into this. So you're saying his dad uh, orchestrated this, but uh, there's got to be a lot more players involved in this than just the father, like for his uh, father you, to sacrifice his his, his got, son, right? You got, you, you got, you got, you got a man who, A, number one, had a lot to do with the crash of 29 and not the crash in our country, but he devised something that caused the crash. And what he devised was a short sell that bankrupt 30 companies in Europe. One of them being Blackjack Bovier's company, who was Rothschild company, who was Jackie Rothschild, Kennedy's father, right. who was Jackie Kennedy's father. Her, fa his, her father, his father, and his uncle owned the financial company that belonged to the Rothschilds. So Joe Kennedy aimed a short sale at 30 companies in Europe, and did very well with it. They bankrupt 30 companies, and after the crash was over. They turned around and they said, you know, you did such a great job there, son. Now we want you to rewrite the laws of the SEC, and you're going to be the head of the SEC because they knew Europe had to reinvest in the country. So we did that. He rewrote the laws and made it a little stricter deal for people coming back to get their money. Yeah, he, he regulated the market. Is that what you're saying? There was, he put regulations into the market. Yeah. He put regulations into investing into America okay. from foreign from foreign companies. He, he, he put a whole different scenario in because when we built, when America was put together, the major investment came from Europe. There's only $1 million from America that went into the first U.S. bank. Really? $9 million came from Europe. And all the cities and railroads that were built were financed by European money. Ah, even the Long Island Railroad, which everybody thinks J.D. Rockefeller put his money into. He didn't. A guy named Murchison from Texas did. Clint Murchison Sr. was the wealthiest man in the world at the time. Clint. So you, you have to look at certain things. And then what he did, he angered so many people in the course of his life, Joe Kennedy, that instead of them killing him, they made him watch his sons die. Okay. Yeah, I I totally agree with this. They Let's... killed his first son, Joseph. Oh, first son, when they when 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 Joe Kennedy was about to be, he was eleven days away from coming home from the service, and he was a great pilot, a great war hero over in Europe, and they put together a plane 
that was supposed to fly into the German munition factories like a kamikaze plane and blow the shit out of it and end the war. So they needed somebody to test pilot the plane, and they talked him into doing it. Oh, my God. He flew the plane. The plane blew up. He died. A week later, they scrapped the whole thing. <laughs> wow. And Holy that's in history. Shit. No one ever reads that. And no one ever talks about it. And then when John Kennedy was running for nomination out here in California, Joe Kennedy took a, a whole case full of money off of H.L. Hunt for Lyndon Johnson to run as a vice president. And when Jack Kennedy became president, the first thing his father said was, the people in Texas, the oil guys, need a tax put on them because they're making too much money from surplus oil. Oh, my God. Which cost them $240 million. Oh, you my think God. You were a little bit angry? Yeah, of so, course. You know, you had the CIA who lost a lot of people in the Bay of Pigs that were slaughtered because Joe Kennedy told his son, these guys don't need bullets in their guns and they don't need any air support. Nothing's going to happen down there. Okay. And he was financially supporting Castro. Oh, my God. All right. So let's nobody talks this. about that either. Let's 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 slow down here because we're flying through a lot of great stuff. I want to get into a, a couple things that I want to ask you about the mafia. Uh, he, uh, JFK and Robert Kennedy, you know, a big push behind the scenes from the mafia to get well, elected. Let me, let, let's start square one. Okay. okay. First of all, my father was the most powerful Italian that ever came into America. Okay. His name was Albert Anastasia. He ran a little company called Murder Incorporated. What? He was partners with Luciana, Costello, Meyer Lansky. Your father. Okay. That was my father, Albert Holy Anastasia. Holy shit. <laughs> so I know what I'm talking about. Okay, man. I'm not now, questioning you, dude. When I am talking about you. the other you. thing, the other thing that they, that they were pissed off at was the Hoffa thing, that the Teamsters were, were being slandered because they had a lot of vote, and the Kennedys didn't like that. So they were trying to get rid of Jimmy Hoffa, and they went to great lengths to do that. The and I was with Jimmy several times when Bobby Kennedy accosted him. What? You know, screamed at him. Yeah, got in this. And Bobby, Joe, Jimmy looked at him and said, get away from me, little boy. You know, you bother me. Get away from me. Holy shit. You know? So they, you know, you're talking about people who went after people. And what people don't realize is that the Kennedy era was the television era. Yes. And when Jack Kennedy... When Joe Kennedy made a deal with Sam Giancana to get his son elected, and if it wasn't for Giancana, then he would have never been nominated. Oh, my God, yes. Because when the nominations were coming down in California, Joe Kennedy called back to Chicago and said, we don't have control over the electoral vote. We need help. And they said, well, you said you had that all in hand. And he said, nope, we need help. So a couple phone calls were made. Illinois, for the very first time, turned Democratic on the floor and two other states next to it, and they got those votes. Then day later, Joe called back again and said, we're in serious trouble. There's only one state that can put us across the line, West Virginia. So we owned several casinos in West Virginia. Holy cow. And some phone calls were made. <coughs> some debt was excused, and West Virginia raised their hand. And Jack Kennedy got nominated for president of the United States. 
And when the election came down, if you John look Kennedy, at the election, John Kennedy, right? Yeah, John, John Kennedy, Kennedy? Okay. Jack Kennedy. Well, okay. Jack Kennedy. When the election came down, it was nip and tuck, all the way down to the end. But when you go back through it, there were people in Chicago, in Illinois, some of them voted 30 times and they were dead. <laughs> That's been proven. You understand? Yeah. So they were involved in the push to get him elected. As soon as he was elected, they he, said, first of all, they said, what are you going to do with Bobby? And they said, Bob, Joe said, we're going to make Bobby ambassador to Ireland. Don't worry about him. He'll be out of the country. As soon as he was president, he told his brother, make your brother attorney general. Oh, and then my he said God. to Bobby, And then he said to Bobby, put all my good friends in jail. Hmm. And Bobby Kennedy went after Sam Giancana. And he went after several other people in a strong fashion. So he made a lot of people very angry, Joe. Yeah, yeah. When I was researching this, and we were talking about it as we were getting ready for the show, we were like, it's almost more amazing that if he hadn't had an assassination attempt, then that he had an assassination. It is literally when you start looking at all the things that JFK, and now, according to you, and I have no reason not to believe you, that his father, like, it's amazing that they, someone uh, didn't take a shot at him. The whole one-bullet theory of Oswald was totally farced. 100%. First of all, there were 13 bullets fired that day. It's already been medically proven, and they've come out and, and admitted it. Jack Kennedy was shot three times that day. Hold on, hold on. I want to get into that because we got a whole bunch of stuff like that. I want to ask you, does pulling out of Vietnam have anything to do with it? LBJ, no. Vietnam, no. not pulling no. out of that. Getting rid no. of, uh, starting to talk about secret societies. Does that have no. anything to do with it? Okay, no. the final thing, which I believe might have something to do with it, is that JFK wanted to end the Federal Reserve. You've talked about the... Um, you had talked about the Rothschilds earlier. He had put out an executive order, 11110, was signed to basically strip the Rothschild banks of power to loan the United States federal government at interest. Uh, with a stroke of a pen, penalty declared the privately owned Rothschilds Federal Reserve Bank would soon be out of business. But it's not. Yeah. But it's not. And he also put into play something that our country right now, Right now, if they invoke the bill that he had put in there, stating that the dollar should be backed by silver. Yeah, or gold. And and he put a bill in that's been passed that the dollar could be backed by silver. We have enough silver in our country to pay our national debt three times over. And if they back the dollar with silver, all the dollars around the world that are being held for debts in this would be slashed in half. Our economy would go straight back up the pole again. So many things would change. And it's one simple test. And and Trump's already talking about doing it. Right. And people are getting radical because Soros, who got the biggest kick in the balls. Greg because Soros. Because he put so much money in backing Hillary, Hillary Clinton. to be president. Right. And, and she didn't become president. And Soros owns the media, so now he's targeting, trying to say they're going to oust Trump. That'll never happen. Yeah, well, we've understand seen something. Donald Trump is only the second man in the history of America to be elected president that did not owe one favor. He didn't take one dime from anybody. Who is the first he one? owe one favor. Who is the first Jackson. president? Andrew Jackson. And didn't they try to shoot Andrew Jackson, too? Yeah. 
Yeah. Three presidents have tried to get off the Federal Reserve. Andrew Jackson, Lincoln, and JFK. And they all got shot at. Yeah, well, you know, and who owns the Federal Reserve? Yeah, the Rothschilds. Rothschilds. And, and who owns and who owns the Bank of England? The Rothschilds. So how are you going to stop that and why do you want to stop it? They're not really doing anything detrimental to our country. They're not the ones that opened the door and let everybody in for votes. You had four presidents that let different countries, El Salvador, all of them, into this country to acquire voting power. Interesting. And gave our country away. Interesting. We got, people, we got people coming in this country that they get cell phones, college educations, health fare, money in their pocket. Yet you have people that are born here that are starving. No, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Answer that one. I got you know? Well, yeah, I mean, like, my, my family was uh, immigrants, so... I, I can't really hate anybody fine. for coming in, trying I, I to look for a better life. For coming in. Hold it. But when your family <laughs> came in and my father came in and the rest of them came in, they were proud to be Americans. Right. And they I'm with did you. Not, they, they, they wanted the American way. No. They were proud to be Americans. I was having a discussion today about People that, about that how now, my family changed their name. They don't want to hear about America. Nope, I agree. They don't want to hear about it. They want to do their own thing and take the money and send it back home. I understand that. That's a big big marketing ploy, again, done by very high ups, uh, George Soros, part of it, to get uh, people to fight with each other. So stuff like FUBU for us, buy us, sounds like it means well, but it's just a marketing tool to make money. So what you do is you get everybody split up and you just, you uh, you see it happen in comedy. confusion. Yeah. Yeah, back it's called confusion. Back when my parents came, my grand, my great grandparents came in. They changed their name from, you know, some changed it from. They were Tripoli. My parents, my great grandparents, stayed the name, but some of my family members became Triple. You know, uh, Dana, my my girlfriend, her last name is uh, not her real last name. I found this out later that her real last name was a Jewish last name because her her you're gonna love this her father became a stand-up comic and didn't like his last name didn't think it was very show busy so he changed it to uh, her last name that it is right now. Uh, have you heard of the Majestic Twelve at all? It's a joke, man. You know, you think I'm fine with this debate, 100%. The Majestic 12, that JFK yeah. wanted to be the first one to uh, out the alien connection scientist committee that was out there. Any thoughts on that? There is an alien connection, and there is a scientific proven deal that's out there. But, you know, so what? You know, everybody, everybody downplays the wrong thing. You know, you, you, you look at the, you know how many people sit and look at television for the news at every day at six o'clock or five o'clock and the news programs are there to make awards. They don't tell you the truth. Yeah. 100%. They tell you Zippo. 100%. They tell you nothing. You know, they, when you talk about the Kennedy assassination, it took them three months to reroute it down Dealey Plaza. Three months for them to reroute that thing down Dealey Plaza. Okay. You have the president of the United States in an open car. Yeah. You have people in the bird building with windows open, walking around. That should never, ever have been. People come out of the train station and were walking across the bridge. One of them being Woody Harrelson's father, who was a hitman for New Orleans. Yeah, I've heard about that. So far, you... And, and nobody, you know, there were 32 people in Dealey Plaza that day that were 
hit people that have the reputation with the capability of killing somebody. What was that group so, called? Are you talking about Operation 40 or the group of 40 that they've like... They're, 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 they've Operation 40 were a bunch of chumps that they just made a presence there. There were a lot of groups that made a presence there. So, so say far, they were there. So far you've broken down the Rothschilds, the bankers, the oils, everything that's as far as as far as you're saying is very brilliant. The one people we haven't the one player that everyone always thinks of when they think of Oswald, which we haven't got into, is the Russians. And so what's your viewpoint on how the Russians Well, there, here's 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 Oswald. Now, here you go with a guy named George de Mornchild. You had Zabruder yep. and de Mornchild were white Russians that came to New York. Meyer Lansky gave them a quarter of a million dollars. They went to Texas and opened up the garment district. Okay? George de Mornchild was engaged to Jackie Kennedy's aunt. When she was a child, she called him Uncle George. Oh, my George God. George de Mornchild was the one who took, took Oswald and taught him Russian and got him married to the KGB daughter and sent him to Russia. And he, Oswald, which nobody really talks about this either, Ros, uh, Harvey Oswald worked for Naval Intelligence in New Orleans and in, De in, in Dallas because there were gay bars there. And it wasn't <laughs> fashionable to be gay at the time. And he went in there dressed as, a, as an officer and had a microphone on him and he had conversations with naval officers high up, and they blackmailed them. Hmm. He thought he was going to be, there used to be a series out, I Led Three Lives. Oswald thought he was that guy. He went to Russia, and he couldn't keep his mouth shut, So they and they bugged all of his apartments, and he kept talking and talking and talking, and they threw him out of Russia. He was sent home, and now he's a throwaway. So here, answer me this question. Here's Lee Harvey Oswald, who gets locked up the same day at the same time in two different countries. How's that happen? And the FBI knew about it because there was a guy from the CIA that the Bay of Pigs that looked exactly like him. And he was in Cuba and Oswald was in New Orleans and they got locked up at the same time on the same day. And the FBI never said a word about it. That's unbelievable. Oswald never, if you, you talk to anybody who's a shooter that ever shot a gun as a sniper and ask him if the shot that was taken supposedly from that window with a bolt-action rifle, store-bought, out of a mailbox, yeah? First of all, if you're, a, if you're a sniper, you have to arrest your heart 60 seconds before you take a shot because your pulse is in your finger. And you have to focus on the wind variables and everything else that's going on. You got a car going downhill, moving. You got signs, trees, and the wind in Dealey Plaza was so bad that you couldn't hear the microphones on the police. And this guy takes three shots in 28 seconds with a bolt action gun. Never happened in God's earth. Do you yeah. think, Never happened. Do you think he took any shots? No, Oswald wasn't even in the building. Hmm. Wasn't even in the building. Where was and he? I had a writer. I had a writer do the walk from the building to his house. And of course, there was the interruption with Tippett's murder, the cop, and to go to his house and then to the movie theater. Time-wise, it was impossible. Never happened. So where and was he? Just being held? No, he yeah. left the building early. Went home. 
And then he went to the movie theater like he was instructed to. And if you ever see, they, they did, here's a guy who gets locked up for shooting so-called the president of the United States. Yeah? And they said, the FBI can't be involved because it's a one-man deal and it wasn't a conspiracy. Well, that's bullshit. It's the president of the United States. Secondly, they never did one note. They never wrote anything down on the interviews of Oswald. They never recorded anything. And if you watched Oswald walk out into the garage with the captain of the police, as he walked out the door, the captain stepped aside from him as Ruby shot him. Yep. Yeah, I always noticed there was a lot of distance between the two of them, just in that still photo. Stepped aside, stepped right aside from him because Hmm. he knew he was going to get shot. I mean, how do you let Ruby into a, a, a garage like that where you, you you got a person like Oswald being let out with a gun on him. So you believe that they were all, uh, that the uh, f- the the Operation 40 guys were just a smokescreen for uh, oh, what was really the going on? Who orchestrated, the guy who orchestrated the whole thing at Dealey Plaza was a guy that when they say the man with the umbrella... Yeah, okay, let's get into that. The man with the you umbrella. Ever hear, you ever hear, have you ever heard of a guy from Europe that was called the Jackal? Carlos yes. Sanchez? Yes. That was Carlos Sanchez. Carlos Sanchez was the first thing he ever orchestrated in America. Holy The Jackal sh- orchestrated that whole thing because of the bankers of Europe. That's who put that together. Wasn't Kennedy's brother, wasn't Johnson wasn't anybody else. It was Carlos Sanchez. You're telling me the, the umbrella man was Carlos day. Sanchez, the... That's correct. Really? Yeah. And, and was he signaling when he moved his umbrella? For, for those that don't know, there is the only one person there that day that was had an umbrella. And the, that's the, right. And the man you're talking about. And he's standing on the side of the road, and he lifts that's his right. umbrella up. Was that the that's sign right. that to continue with the shots? That was to start the shots. The, the first shot was taken out of a cauldron, and the side of the, of the side of the of the street by Johnny by uh, the kid from Chicago took the first shot that hit Kennedy in the throat. Okay, that well, does that shot go through the governor of of Texas? That was came from that came from the crowd. That was the first shot that hit hit Conley. There were thirteen shots fired. The last shot that was taken was by the driver who shot Kennedy right in the front of his head. Greer. And that's in his will. That's already been disclosed. Hold on. The, what driver? The driver of the car? The driver of Kennedy's car. You're telling me the driver of Kennedy's car turned around and shot Kennedy? You never saw the eight missing frames, did you? No. The eight missing frames out of the Zabruder film show the driver turn and take a shot. He slowed the car down and moved it over to the left and slowed down under 11 miles an hour. And Kennedy was laying right between the seats on top of Connolly. And Greer just turned to his to his right and fired a shot. And that's the shot where you see Kennedy go backwards and the back of his head comes out. Oh, and my God. And when Jackie was trying to climb out of the car, and they said she was trying to scrape his brains, that's bullshit. No. She was climbing out of the car because she thought they were going to kill her next. Oh, my God, dude. And when she got out of the car, they took her and whispered in her ear, if you open your mouth and say one word of what you've seen, we will kill your children. Period. 
Wow. And she never said a word, ever. And her son died because he was going to take his mother's memoirs and come to Hollywood to make a film. Oh, when the plane goes down for Kennedy Jr.? Exactly. So the Kennedy curse, it started before JFK, huh? And continues forward. Okay, who's Babushka lady? Who's who? So the other mysterious person people notice in the picture in a lot of the frames of the Monroe footage was the Babushka lady, and that means grandma in Russian. You'll see a woman that is filming while... I tell there's, you know, you're, you're, the, the, the only person, Zabruder, Zabruder never held a camera in his hands before in his life, and he was afraid of vertigo, and he was standing up high, and two women were holding his legs, and he never took his finger off the trigger of that camera. For 28 seconds, he filmed that film. When they when they took the film and they and they they uh, transposed it in a laboratory in Dallas, which was owned by the Murchisons, eight frames were taken out. Hmm. Now here's a picture of the. I know you can't see it on your end, but we're showing this w- picture of a woman who is filming at the exact moment things get shot. Now shots are fired. Everybody's freaking out except for the babushka lady. The well, ba- neither did the Bruder. There were shots fired all around him. He never flinched. Yeah, now, true. here's something you need to know. I, I'm sure you do know this. That Supruder was a Russian Jew who was a level 33 uh, Illuminati. Mason. Mason. You cannot get higher than that. And that is the highest level within the secret sect. And basically. Actually, 39 is. Really? Yeah. That sounds like a 39th Mason saying that. How do you know that? I know a few that are 39s. You know a few 39s? Yeah. You're an interesting dude. Yeah, very much so. So you've never heard... Clint Murchison Sr. was a 39. He controlled the Mason Cove in Texas, which was very powerful. Really? So is this why... Clint Murchison's father was a Mason. Is this why I went down in Texas as a way to send a message? To don't fuck with Texas? Well... Texas at the time had four of the wealthiest men in the world. You had Clint Murchison Sr., you had H.L. Hunt, you had George and Herman Brown, which was Brown Root, which is now today Halliburton, and a guy named Sid Richardson. And they were all party to the oil field of East Texas. And the Brown Root people were, they had a contract from the government to build ships, to build bases to build bridges, federal buildings. In 1939, George and Herman Brown had $800 million in their hands, which in 39 was a lot of money. They wrote every check for every political person out of Texas, i.e. the Bushes, the Bushes and Johnson. They supported him all the way through. I knew George Brown well. He lived in Dallas. Oh my! This is quite God, amazing, dude. Jack. So, what what initially sparked your interest into this? Like, how did you? I mean, besides being, I wrote a book called Family Legacy. You should read it. Yeah, we will read it, dude. We will I read it. Told the truth about the Kennedy assassination in the book. Yeah, because when I think of conspiracy theories, this is in my mind. This is where everything starts because everything is too weird that happened that day leading up to it. There's it's a tangled web, and for an onlooker, someone that's very not 
used to the, any of this type of stuff to hear this all coming out just as smooth as you're saying it it sounds like you've had time to really put it out the work in well, and figure it out well there was a party there was a party at Clint Murchison Jr's house the night before the assassination and I was there and at that party was McCoy the banker from New York Nixon was there there were several people there that um all were influential in, in the financial world and banking world. And uh, um, when JF, when, when, when Johnson came in after 1230 at night from Fort Worth, he, I left and uh, they went into a private room. And I talked to Madeline Brown that night. Madeline Brown was, was Johnson's mistress. Yes, yes. And she asked Lyndon B. Johnson if he had anything to do with it. And Lyndon B. Johnson's re- response was, it was the oil guys in the CIA. What he said to her was, after tomorrow, we will have no more problem with the Kennedys. Oh, man. Man. So have you ever had any fear? I mean, you've written a book, but leading up to it, what, were you at all like, worried about your own safety or your family? Or... Why? Why would I be worried? I mean, the... Because you're talking about a lot of truth, man. Well, you know, a few have tried, a few have died, and I'm still sitting here talking. Yeah, you are, my friend. You are. So, you know, I, there's there's nobody, you know, you're, you're, you're talking about there's a lot of people from my world that want the truth told. Yeah, I agree. And what is your world? Oh, your world is the, what is your world? You you say the your world. What is that? My world is America. I'm an American. I'm know? American, too. Uh, I, I, and I, I'm loving this discussion. Uh, what CIA? Here we go again. Where Trump is having problems with the CIA, problems with the FBI. He's talking about money manipulation. That's all George Soros. He's talking about George Soros when he talks That's about that. That's all George Soros. George Soros is putting a lot of money around, trying to discredit this guy. He's taking the best shot that he can to discredit him, but it's not going to work. It's all bullshit. Uh, do you, and he controls most of the media. He owns a lot of the media. But so don't the Rothschilds own a giant ch- chunk of. Rothschilds have the Rothschilds have no have no fair in this. Been have no reason to have a fair in it. You know, it's amazing. It, I I said to an Illuminati guy one time. I asked him a question. <laughs> I said, "What do you know, mean you I just said, had a conversation with an Illuminati guy? Is there like a cafe or uh, somewhere?" I was married. I was married. My ex-wife is a Samuel Jacqueline Samuel. Is Hill Samuel Merchant Bank Shell Oil, first cousin to the Rothschilds. So what? I used to talk to them every weekend. You talk I to Rothschilds every weekend? Yeah, I lived in Europe. I lived over in Europe. Dude, you are so, so interesting. They, so they, you know, the, the Rothschilds have no, there's no axe for them to grind, you know. And I, I said to this guy one day, you know, you guys control all the money and all this jazz. How come you don't treat things a lot differently? He said, let me say this to you. What do I care if you're fighting with the guy across the street? You two want to kill each other? That's fine. Both of you are spending money. I'm making money from both of you. Right. So what do I care what you do? That's a famous quote. If I control the money, I care not who if wins the If you want to kill each other, go for it. That's your problem. You're not hurting me because I'm making money from both of you. But do you feel you that, stupid. that the Rothschilds are... Uh, not just Rothschild. I want to talk like I like. To, I don't like to say the Rothschilds because then it invokes uh, anti-Semitism. And I'm well, not- you shouldn't even. They're they're a non-entity in this. 
So they, they control a lot of money, but they've been doing that for a lot of years. Yeah, for f- they're centuries. They're the only Jews... They're the only Jews that weren't persecuted because they hid their deals properly. They kept their, they stayed, they didn't say anything, and they lived through the Second World War. Yeah, for they sure. They came out of it stronger than they did going into it. Any thoughts that Hitler was a Rothschild? He was not a Rothschild. Oh. That's, that's absurd. Oh. <laughs> that's totally absurd. I'm just throwing it out there, man. We're just, yeah, we're, just ta- we're just talking. You, you know, you're talking about a family that, you know, uh, their main concern is the revenue streams of places. They control a lot of things financially, but they have never they have never set out to demean or harm any particular country. In fact, the Samuel family, the Samuel family, the reason why Shell Oil is called Shell Oil is because Marcus Samuel, who was the originator of Shell Oil, owned a shell company in England, and he supplied all the ships for the oil stuff. He He's the guy who hit the first oil deal outside, outside of Europe, and he owned a shell company, and he said, he used shell for ballast in his ships, and he said, you know, I might as well take the shells and do something. So he made shell boxes, all kinds of shell ornamentation, and when he hit his first oil strike, he called it shell oil. That's where they got their name. Interesting. Interesting. So you don't think that there's this whole theory out there, and this goes back to the Kennedy assassination and getting rid of the Federal Reserve, that most wars are banker wars. And a lot of, like, if you look at, like, our our latest, like, five wars we're in, wanting to go to seven, is that those countries that we have been invaded since 9-11 are, none of them had uh, reserved or, excuse me, Federal Reserve banks, centralized banks, and that we've gone into all these countries and uh, installed centralized banks. Well, then answer me this question. How come every war from the First World War, Second World War, we went back and rebuilt every one of the countries that we were at war with. We helped rebuild Germany. We built, we rebuilt Japan. Uh, well, because I, I mean, if you're asking me why, I mean, because yeah, that, that is uh, a way to uh, control other countries and to have their hand in their pocket. Like when we write, rewrite the Japanese uh, um, constitution, we put in that they cannot have a standing army, which means we got to be their military, which is how we control uh, governments and, and and territories. And you think we control governments and territories? Do, do you I, believe that? Do I believe that the yeah. United States or more the deep state has uh, control in a lot of countries? 100% I believe that. <laughs> <laughs> Now you're not going to hate me. We're having a conversation. I'm here, not, not hating anybody. I, you know, I just, uh, you know, my problem is that I, I, I've been, I've been around too many very real people. Okay. And and I think the smartest man in my life was a guy called Meyer Lansky. I don't think anybody was ever any smarter than him. Okay. He's one of the smartest men I've ever met in my life. And and the truth that came out of his mouth was was exceptional. And he was a Russian Jew. Yeah, and what what was the thing that he said that you felt like what I said was completely off? Well, whatever you're saying, I, I'm not condemning anything you're saying at all because you have your opinion. You're allowed to voice whatever you think is right. I know what I lived. I know what I saw, and I know what I heard. And, and, and no one can ever take that away from me. No, would never – hey, man, 
I, I'm loving so, this interview, and I'm, I'm thankful for you doing you that, it. You know, I, I am saying to you that there's so many people, and there are a lot of people in America that have the same kind of understanding. That just they don't voice their opinion because of 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 the way things are misquoted, misturned, misstated. People say one thing, twenty people will turn it around twenty different ways. It's like it's like the old adage of lining up ten people. Right. And whispering something in the man's yes, ear. The by the time it gets to the tenth person, it's totally taken out of context. I completely agree with that. So going back well, to that's what- that's our government and our society is taken out of context every day. You know, when I was I, I, I and I state this in in a book I wrote. You know, it, when when the, when the families rule the different cities. When the mafia is that you call the mafia organized crime, when they control different cities, we didn't have drive-by shootings. People didn't lock their front doors. Nobody dared rob people in the street. Hey, Jack, listen to me on this right now. I'm going to tell you this. I will tell you that the music industry in Las Vegas was ran much better when it was ran by the mob. You don't have to 100%. convince me on that. I, 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 I believe in uh, honor 100%. among criminals. 100%. And I, I agree with that. Okay? Let me tell you something. When 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 we ran Vegas, you wouldn't think of committing a crime there. I concur. People walked around. Hookers got nobody ever bothered anybody. It was it was a whole different. People dressed up and went to shows. It was a classier joint. The whole thing was different. Yes. It's a whole different. Corporations come in and they they ruin everything. They ruin Howard the film Hughes. industry. They ruin Howard Hughes. Howard Hughes ruined Howard Vegas. Howard Hughes ruined Vegas. Absolutely. And what? And how did that happen? Howard Hughes brought the CIA in there. He brought the government in there. He really? Interfered with everything. Really? Yeah. Now, Jack, can we talk for two seconds? I know we've just met on this. I've thoroughly enjoyed having you on this show. I feel like a couple things I said. You want to smack me around? No, 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 not at all. I no. would love to have you on again. I would love to Anytime. get you in the studio and have a, a conversation about the mob and all that stuff. I've thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. I really appreciate you coming on. You and read Family Legacy. I will. you see the series we're going to make? It's oh, going to be great. Talk about the series real quick before you got to go. I know you got to do a series. I got three more books coming out, and then we're going to do a series, series and films off of it. It's going to be good. All it's right, going to tell a lot of truth. Well, I'm excited. Uh, I'm a big fan of yours. I uh, love all your work. I mean, Superman 2 is one of the movies that will always be one of my favorites of all time. You ever, you ever seen the Donner Cut? No. Oh, my God. You have to see the Donner Cut. Oh, our, our friend Alex, who you haven't met, who... Alex. I mean, I've Aaron, excuse me. Aaron, 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 come on. I'm in the middle of the mix here. Uh, did you enjoy that cut? It's the it's the far superior version. Where can I find that? It's on DVD. Anywhere. Oh, yeah. Okay. Superman 2, the Richard Donner cut. I will the Donner find cut that. is superior to the electric. Uh, Aaron, Jack, what do you think of Jack, uh, His his what he said on the show so far? Uh, all very interesting stuff. Uh, oh, interesting. We usually get Aaron not believing in what we're saying. Jack, thank you for coming on Tinfoil Hat. You were wonderful. And we'd love to have you on in the future talking uh, mob or anything like that, my friend. It's been a pleasure. Been Have a, a great pleasure. day, guys. Thanks for coming on. You're the man, dude. Big ups to Be you, well. my friend. Take I respect care. you. Take care, bud. Bye. Bye. That was great, right? I don't even know who we were getting on there, man. Are you <laughs> kidding me? <laughs> that was so crazy, dude. Did you know, Aaron, that's crazy.
Like, what's your thoughts on him? the Rothschilds? He's like, not happening. They're good people. I'm like, <laughs> said nobody ever? Yeah, I didn't expect that. That's for sure. That, I mean, dude, the guy's at level 39. There's a new level of Illuminati? Huh? Masonry? Love it. He put a little bit of fear in the studio. From, oh, from he totally Skype. did. He <laughs> yeah, totally did. Now, can, if someone calls into this Skype right now, will it come on the screen even though? Should, yeah. Thoughts. Jesus. Thoughts. Whoa. Well, he dropped some hammer on us about the uh, the umbrella man. Yeah. Because everything I look up online, I mean, it is nope. what it is. Did they? Uh, did you hear that he was the jackal? No, nope. he was. He was like a mystery man that like no one ever knew who the umbrella man was. And I love that he's like Babushka lady. Who's that? Doesn't matter. <laughs> like just threw it know. out the window. I don't think eight frames is is fast enough to shoot somebody and not have it show up. In any way, I think that's that is crazy as though. Someone that, who worked in film and looked at things frame. How many frames do you think they'd have to get rid of? It fifteen. I mean, that's so fast. I mean, it's yeah, eight frames is super fast. Right, that's a third of a second. Yeah, I have heard theories that the the Secret Service did have some shot involved. I never knew. Yeah, it was, inside it was the, the, vehicle. the trail vehicle, the one behind them. There, there's a guy in the back. That's the one they show the president accidentally to show him to play ball. He gets up after the first shot. He hears it. He gets up, and he fires an M16, accidentally hitting the president right in the back of the head. It's crazy. And we have. Oh, you're shown... saying he accidentally did it? Yeah, I. That's my personal belief of the theory is is that the guy actually... Oswald is shooting from the top. This guy stands up after hearing the first shot. Who's he? He's a Secret Service man. He's not supposed to be in the vehicle. It's not usually his job. They, he's got an M16 that's on this by his feet on the floor. He hears the shot, stands up in a moving vehicle that's speeding up, and it just goes off. All right. Joining us uh, via the power of Skype, uh, he's got a new movie coming out that I'm very excited about it. Uh, he's got a great podcast. I've known this guy for a very long time. And he's got a new movie coming out called I'd Kill JFK. Please welcome Barry Katz to the show. Barry, how are you? All right, man. Good to see you. Man. It's so long since I've had a chance to converse with you. I know, Barry. You've gone on to do wonderful things. I always thought you had a chance in this town, and it looks like I was right. <laughs> uh, you got a movie from coming your, out. Uh, from your mouth to uh, somebody's ears. Well, maybe it might be the Illuminati. I, I want to play the trailer for your movie coming out. I'm super excited. And by the way, my friend, I bought tickets to your movie to go see it when it's in L.A., so hold on. So here's a trailer for Barry Katz's new movie, Thanks. I Killed JFK. Here we go. Boom. And at this point, either I shoot or I can put it in a suitcase and leave. One or the other. I took the shot. I fired one shot, one shot only. The shell casing that I fired at John Kennedy when I took it out of the weapon, it's one of those moments when you feel like you're above everything else. I only have one person to judge me, and that's when I die. I don't believe that Lee Harvey Oswald had any inkling that his life was in danger whatsoever. Lee Harvey Oswald never fired a shot. Wednesday, May 31st, in... Just followed the orders. Great trailer, huh? Yeah. That's a great trailer, Barry. Congratulations. Um, May 31st, it's going to be in theaters around the country, or where Where can they see? I know I got my tickets. Uh, where, can, where, where, where can we find tickets? 
They knock on your door and you hand them the people directly. <laughs> you go to ikilljfk.com. Barry, how did you get into the what? What made you make this movie? It's so interesting because I mean, like I knew you a little. You managed me, and uh, you know I've <laughs> listened to your podcast. And uh, but I, what made you get make a movie like this? this? Is so I don't know. Maybe out left field, but maybe I'm wrong. It's so weird. You know, I know we don't have a lot of time, but. Um, I, I love talking to you and I want to tell the story as quickly as I can because I don't want to uh, take up too much time. But what, I'm a comedy guy. You've always known me as a comedy guy. I started as a stand-up comic. I ran comedy clubs. I manage comedians. I produce television and films that are comedies. And I'm not a drama guy. But when you're a producer of TV and film, what happens is people call you and they say, I want you to look at this or do this. And, and I always say no. And there was this one guy who uh, reached out to me, was very, very convincing. He said, look, I need you to watch what this guy's going to bring to you. Um, he's going to come into your office. He's going to open his laptop. You're going to look at some uh, footage. Wow. He's not going to talk to you. He's not going to look at you. He's going to close his laptop up and then he's going to leave. And that's what? exactly what happened. And it was all this raw, unique, found footage of all these rare interviews of people that were involved in the JFK assassination. And it was people from the mob. It was people from the CIA, the FBI. It was witnesses. It was people, wardens from prisons. It was... It was people who were in the autopsy room with Kennedy. It, it, it was incredible. And it just, it, it shook me. And I'm not a guy, I just want you to know, I have no dog in this fight. I'm not a guy who wakes up every day and says, there's a conspiracy. Uh, I have to search and find out who killed this person. Right. What planes flew in? Did the planes fly into the building? I'm not that guy. I, as you know... If, if your audience knows this as well, life is about stories, great stories. If you don't have a story, you don't have a great movie, you don't have a great book, you don't have a great song. If you don't have a great story and you're sitting across from a girl on a date, you're not going to have a great time. Yeah. Uh, and, and so I love stories and the stories of these people who were not, you know, these people weren't like, you know, behind a dumpster with a needle in their arm. These are like reputable, well-educated people. There's people who are the national security advisors to five presidents. There's former FBI agents who worked under J. Edgar Hoover. There's people who are former people who worked in the mob. There's, it, it, it just, it was an endless group of people, over 20 of them, who told the story that all weaved together around the only person in history, the only living person who's ever admitted to taking the shot and, and shooting Kennedy in the head from the grassy knoll. And so I was fascinated, so I went to Amsterdam because that was the only guy who owned the rights to so many pieces of footage. And he was like one of these guys who, yeah, I want to say it's exactly like this, but you know the race car driver has the $300,000 car, yeah, and you find him in a trailer park somewhere. You know, it's like this guy, I'm not saying he was that, but he put his whole life 
and de- dedicated like 40 years of his life to making these documentaries and these interviews. There were some that weren't finished, some that were. And I asked him if I could license everything he had and make my own documentary. And he agreed. And it's been four years in the making. Wow. And finally, I was able to get a special event released from Screen Vision for one night only, May 31st, in theaters across the country. And you just go to ikilledjfk.com, and you can go and you can see. And there's going to be a special panel afterwards where I interviewed five of the remaining living people who are experts on uh, JFK, including Judith Barry Baker, who was Lee Harvey Oswald's lover, to um, Jim Mars, who was the journalist in Dallas in 1963 covering it, to... Gordon Ferry, who was a national security advisor, like I said, the five presidents. And, you know, I want to share something with your audience, and I, I probably shouldn't do this, but... Do it, know, Barry. When, you, when you, you know, again, it's about the stories. And when I, you talk to these people, you know, these people are in their 70s and 80s. These, you know, these people are like, they're hurt, they're in pain because they're trying to tell a story. And this guy, Gordon Ferry, who was the national security advisor, I will never forget what he said to me. And it just really messed me up. He said, when Trump says he wants to drain the swamp, what do you think is at the bottom of the swamp, Barry? He said, listen to me carefully, Barry. November 22nd, 1963 was like a party. It was like a social event in Dallas. People flew in from all over the world to see Kennedy get killed. He was just one of the few guys who didn't know what was going to happen. Oh, my God. And I know what I'm talking about, Barry. That is cre- incredibly fucking <laughs> cryptic, dude. That is crazy, Barry. Barry... Was there obviously that statement's amazing? What did you? What is the one thing you got from this movie overall? And I know you got to jam in a few, but what is the one no, thing you, you got? I would be with you. I would be with you. I would follow you till the depths of hell. Okay, I will stay on this line until there's not one more person listening. <laughs> you give me as much time. Uh, what is the one thing I got out of this thing? It's. Um, this is what I got out of it. Um, you know, it doesn't matter what you believe. To me, when you watch this documentary, you be the judge. And, and I, I know when you watch this thing on May 31st, if you go to the theater and go to see this, this one night, your life will change forever. And your opinion of things will change forever. And one of the things that... I noticed that's really, really crazy. I want to tell you about your audience that somebody said to me, and I think it, it was a guy named Jim Mars, who was the journalist in Dallas. And he said, whatever you believe, you know, whatever you believe, it's not my place what you believe. Whether you believe it's what I tell you, which it's a combination of the government and the CIA and the FBI and LBJ and the mafia and the cube. Hello. Shoot. What? We might have lost him. What? They got to him. 
Did talk- they get to him? He was talking too much. You gotta be kidding me. Barry, you were cooking with gas. <laughs> oh no. What is going on? Check the Wi-Fi. It's the network. It looks like it's Oh You can't be talking about the Illuminati and the Kennedys this long without something happening. What is going on? We're gonna have a car accident right after this studio. Are you kidding me? <laughs> You gotta be kidding me! No, we might have just lost the internet in the whole building if there's no, if there's no Wi-Fi. Oh! We're still going. I didn't know you're into. I can't believe that Aaron's into the JFK assassination. Our internet just. JFK is one of my favorite movies. Yeah. There you go. Our internet Sorry, like just Kennedy. dropped. It was about to be some deep shit. It's it's the whole building. It's that's not just us. I am so upset right now. That's perfect. So are everyone else in the building. I'm sure. Let's yeah. look at the footage. It seems like our first guest, Jack, was tying in. He said the guy from Chicago. I'm wondering. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Get him going. I'm wondering if this is the mafia guy he's talking about. I'm wondering if there's an actual connection here. Barry, I'm going to try doing this. If you can't do it, you can't do it. Hey, you've reached the Barry Cookie radio oh. show. Oh. <laughs> well, I cannot believe that just happened. But hey. please, one you got to check out this movie. I got two tickets. If Dana doesn't want to go, you're with my I'll you're my it. other pit ticket. Wednesday, May 31st. I thought he just dropped it right there. I thought he dropped the call. He pulled a punch rock on you. One man, one convention, one night. Uh, Barry Katz's new movie, I Killed JFK. I am intrigued as a mother. Are, are we still going? Yeah, we're rolling. Okay. Well, let's watch the footage. We got. We did up. watch the footage. No, this is the actual shot. Oh, we want to watch it? Yeah. Okay. Oh. So if for those who are actually on YouTube watching this, I can't believe this was on YouTube. This is some historical okay, here shit. Okay, we go. This is from the Zapruder film. This is Slow from motion. the Zapruder film. I screen. cannot believe I just lost Barry Katz. Motherfucker. Motherfucker. Hey, it's real. Okay, go, go so talk screen. us through it. So they're going around. They're coming around the corner. It's in slow motion, hyper slow motion. Get the full screen there. It's about to happen. Right now, Kennedy's grabbing him's chest, neck region. He's leaning forward. Where's the eight? Nah, dude, do you see? Do you see? There's no eight fucking fill. Let's watch it. Where do you think eight frames comes out of? Start it over from the top. No. Because her arm doesn't move at all. In a, her arm doesn't move in a way that's that's unnatural. Eight frame jump, you would, you would see a jump. like Right now. Something is happening. God damn. What? What? She No, you think she's trying to get out? I think she's trying to grab brains. No. You think she's trying to get out of there? She looks scared as shit. Yeah, she might have been trying to get out, but just because know. they're being shot. Not yeah. not because there's, there's a guy in the players. front seat. There's too many her. players on the scene that day. Yeah. Whether it's the mafia, whether it's the Cubans, or the Russians, or the CIA, or the oil guys, or the bankers. I mean... JFK was fucked. He had no. Either he was not leaving Dallas that day. Yep, I agree. He was not leaving Dallas that day. That is the new T-shirt right there. We're gonna make. Does Aaron look like he cares less 
Should I make him look like he cares way less? What do you think? What do you think? Thoughts? I like it. All right, so basically we're going to make a t-shirt that says a tinfoil hat, the mother of all truth bombs. Guys, go see Barry Katz's film. It was a, It's amazing. IKillJFK.com. Check it out. May 31st in theaters around you. Go check it out. Then there will be, and I wanted to ask him this, but the fucking call dropped, is are they going to live stream the interviews? Because if you're in Texas or in New York and they're showing it in L.A. It or, sounded like it was pre-recorded. So. Oh, okay. It's yeah. pre-recorded. So All you'll right. see it on the screen. It, All right. All right. Screen. Man, Aaron, what did you think of this episode? I mean, JFK is fascinating. Like I was saying, I think the conspiracy is not that it's not like who did it or it is who did it in a, in a sense. But I think the conspiracy, a lot of it can be pointed back to it was this poor Secret Service guy. And they were they were just they circled around him and they were like, this will never get out that you were the guy that accidentally blew off the president's head. Hmm. So that's why the bullet, like the pristine bullet was found on the Hold on, later. you think. Okay, we've yeah. had three theories. Now we're getting Aaron's theory. Yeah. You think a CIA guy killed him on accident? Secret Service guy. Secret in the trail Service car pulls an M16 from his from where his feet are, in a moving vehicle that's speeding up, behind the Kennedy car. Gun accidentally goes off, hits the president right in the head, and then the Secret Service guys all know what happened because they were all there, and they they uh, cover up that part of it. So that's why that's suspicious that everything's so suspicious because it's like there is a cover up, but it's not the cover up you think. It's right. Not like, it's not like was it Oswald? It's like yeah. Aaron. So interesting. Drink from the cup of knowledge, Sam. Drink from the cup of knowledge. You've heard it. Aaron thinks it's CIA. I think Super it's on accident. <laughs> Look at that. Plus I'm, Oswald. I can't fucking fix it. There we go. Boom. Guys, this has been Tinfoil Hat. Get on the subreddits. Follow us on Twitter, Tinfoil Hat Pod. The new uh, the new RSS feed is Tinfoil Hat with Sam Tripoli. Check it out. I think this is our, what? What else? Oh, yeah. Guys, go see the shows. Go to SamTripoli.com. Live shows this Thursday night at the dojo. Live fucking great shows. And amazing shows coming up on June 13th. June 13th. It's a Tuesday. Com- Come out if you're in Comedy LA. Comedy Chaos. Tom Segura, Breck, Burt Kreischer, uh, Russell Peters, Christina Pruszynski, Brandon Schaub, and some more special guests. Go check it out. Guys, great podcast. One of our best yet. We'll see you guys soon. Take care. This has been Tinfoil Hat.